You're listening to WRUU LP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Hey, what's up? You're listening to Bring It In, and I'm your host, Glenn Pierce. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bring It In Show for all your sports questions and comments. The viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. Welcome in, everybody, to the Bring It In Show. It's Monday, January 15th. January. Can you guys believe that? January of 2024 is halfway over. I mean, this year, the first two weeks fly by flying by and maybe it's because of all this good football that we're watching all this i mean did you guys check in on wild card uh the wild card weekend throw out a big shout out happy martin luther king day for everybody down by the downtown savannah at the mlk parade have a safe and fun day I'm here. I'm waiting for Kells. He told me he was going to pop in today, so hopefully he pops in before I get dove in too deep to what's going on here with the NFL. But, man, it's been a crazy whirlwind of a week ever since I was here talking to you guys last last uh, Monday. We talked about a couple coaches losing their jobs. Now we got... Nick Saban, I mean, arguably the best college football coach in my lifetime, retires. Huge opening there. And what happens? The number two coach from Washington moves over. I mean, these coaches, until you get that Alabama job, it seems like Every other coaching job is just a stepping stone. I, I, What other coaching jobs out there are there that people wouldn't want to leave? Let, let us know. Hit us up in the comments. Hit us up on the phone. 912-712-5077. You're listening to the Bring It In Show. I'm Glenn Pierce, as always. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, what head coaching jobs are that diamond of of a job where you're not going to leave where you're coaching to go pursue? I mean, because you would think if you're the number two best school out of a year that you would why not stay there 
But, I mean, Alabama, they have the history. It's – I'd really like to get Kells in on this to see what he – what he thinks about it um is georgia that spot with kirby smart i mean is it is it depending on where you went to school as a coach does it uh, they i mean i know every single person's going to be different but you got to think if if you leave Washington for Alabama, you're probably not going to leave Alabama for a better job. I mean, that's that's how I see it. I mean, but uh, we'll we'll see. Um, all these all these college teams out here, all these NFL teams out here that have already been eliminated, making, firing their coaches, like we said. I mean, there are all these openings out, and everybody's requesting meetings with everybody, the Lions, OC, DC, the Ravens, OC, DC. I mean, Jim Harbaugh's going in there, having meetings with the Chargers, I mean, does Harbaugh come back to the NFL? I don't think so. I was waiting. I had a friend tell me that he was his prediction was that Saban was going to retire. I think it was Saban was going to retire. Or no, Harbaugh was going to retire. Bill Chuck was going to retire. Harbaugh was going to move to the Patriots and and go there. But yeah, the Patriots have not they have had the same head coach since I've been in high school and he gets the boot and he wants to keep coaching but what do you do with a coach that's 74 years old 73 years old I believe with I mean Yes, he what he's been an amazing coach. He he won all those Super Bowls with Tom Brady. But now for the next chapter with another team, I I find it hard like you're going to need a couple years. You hire someone like that and you would think that that's going to give you a couple years to be able to figure out what's going on but at 73 years old I mean I just I don't understand why he wants to keep coaching I mean he's made his money he's got he's known as possibly the best coach ever and he's he can't just relax he can't relax. Come on, Bill. You gotta be able to relax. Kick your feet back. Get you a nice lazy boy. And just, and just chill. I mean, I just don't understand where or why, where he would go, why he would go there. 
I mean, I hear all kinds of names about where he's he could go. Um, if the Eagles drop this first playoff game tonight, I mean, do they keep Sirianni around? He 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 showed he had the best football team in the league in the beginning of the year, and now they've just been. It's like they're falling off a cliff slowly. So would would the Eagles reach out for him? The big one that everybody's saying, the Cowboys. Would he go to the Cowboys? Him and Jerry working side by side. How's that going to work? Would it? I mean, Dak is already showing his support behind McCarthy, but as a quarterback, you kind of have to, I would say, unless you're just going to set the whole bridge on fire and say, we got to get this guy out. Just playing playing the uh, fence is what Dak is doing, in my opinion. He's showing his support for McCarthy in case McCarthy comes back, but at the same time, in the back of his mind, he's... He's probably blaming McCarthy, the play calling, the the stunts up front and things like that. What is what is lines doing? So I mean, would he want Bill Check? That's gonna be a tough one. But here we are. Where Yeah, the Cowboys made the playoffs. But once again, they lose in the first round. Nowhere to be found were the Cowboys yesterday. Nowhere to be found against an extremely young Packers team. The Pack. Are the Pack back? I mean, Jordan Love... He looked great last night carving up the the we supposedly one of the top defenses in the league gets carved up by a bunch of first and second year football players. Really? I mean last year when the Packers were around with Aaron Rodgers these guys couldn't seem to to get any movement going. Maybe the young guys on the team took a huge step in growth. And maybe it just took the entire season for them to start to put it together. But to start out like they did, a bunch of young guys just running down the throat of the Cowboys, Aaron Jones, unstoppable. The blocking, the line play, the line play was amazing. The blocks set out. But it wasn't just the blocks because there were a lot of times that the Cowboys defenders were where they wanted to be, were at the point they should have been. But what happened? Bunch of guys slipping through your fingers. 
not making proper tackles. And and you know when that's happening on the defensive side, Dak Prescott, oh man. He start he can't he can't play cool, calm. He's a little bit of a head case in the playoffs. Them boys, them boys are nowhere to be found right now. But I did not notice this morning. Maybe they're finally maturing to a certain point, or maybe I just have stayed off social media this morning because I have not seen all the viral videos that we usually see every time, every year about this point where the Cowboys are smashing their own TVs, breaking everything up. So, well, how about them boys? How about them boys? How about them getting smoked by the Packers and the Packers looking like they're heating up right at the right time. The weapons. It's not that it was just Aaron Jones. Yeah. 118 yards. That's, that's good. Three tutties because every time he is down by the goal line, they're, they're dishing it off to him passes, uh, and little, little kickoffs and stuff like that. Um, like just, just that line is just opening holes up for him in the red zone. But the, the way they spread it out, I mean, Romeo Dobbs is the only guy who's got 151 yards. And I mean, that one 46 yard run was, I mean, that opened it up for him. I mean, that's a third, almost a third of all his yards. So they spread the ball out well. You don't know who's going to be the number one target. And, I mean, we're just, we're just sitting back and let me see next week. We got a big game between the Packers and the 49ers. And who are the 49ers? Yeah, we know they have all these flashy stars. We know they finished the year 12 and 5. But you know something? Know who else was 12 and 5 in the NFC? The Dallas Cowboys. The 49ers have dropped games to. Yeah, the Ravens, but the Ravens are one of the better teams at that point. But the 49ers have dropped games to the Browns, the Rams as of late. But we know last week, last week of football and the first week, really, I mean, they count for your team if you're if you're struggling. But I mean. If you're a good team, you secure that first round by. That last week doesn't count. Not as hard as 
the other ones. But yeah, I mean they they've lost to teams like the Ravens, who like I said, very good. But then the Vikings, the Bengals, they're not playoff teams. Uh, the Browns got eliminated real quick. That defense of the Browns, I'll get to them in a minute, but got eliminated real quick. So when I'm looking at that and the way that the Packers defense was playing a hybrid of zone coverage that split into man coverage, um, I just, I don't, I don't see San Francisco as a 10-point favorite. We got two young quarterbacks going up against each other. Learning the playoffs. Saturday night. So it makes it a little bit different. It's not the old Sunday football. Saturday night games are just like Thursday night games in my opinion. They're weird. That's why not just because tonight the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing and not just because I don't want the Ravens to have to play a divisional team like I said last week. Last week I said I didn't want the Ravens to go up against the Browns or the Steelers in the playoffs. I'm still sticking with that. I don't want the Steelers to win tonight because if the Steelers win tonight, then the Ravens have to play the Steelers Sunday night. It's not a whim. There's no whim for me in how picky I am on who I would want my team to play because then you got an early Saturday game if they would go up against the Texans. So, I mean, it's neither way. I'm not getting the game time that I I would prefer for the Ravens. But it'll be a home game nonetheless. Tonight, we keep our eyes open because the Steelers are playing the Bills. And the Bills have been here year after year after year. It hasn't been the stellar year that they expected. But they're, they're favored by 10 and going up against the Steelers, I, I predict the Bills to win because even though it's going to be terrible conditions, blizzard-like conditions, I've been watching videos of uh, the fans trying to clear the stadium because it's blizzard-like conditions right now. So it's, it's going to be a tough tough outcome I don't see a 10 point favorite though because of the conditions a slow low scoring game on the ground everything's going to be frozen they've already moved this game once there were talks about moving it again but it's just not possible they need to get this place cleared it's not as cold as it was in San Diego this or in (laughs) It's not as cold as it was in Kansas City this week, but 17 degrees. Still, that ball's still going to be hard as anything. It's going to be hard to catch. 
it's still going to be snowing. Um, well, it's snowing right now. Hopefully by game time, it won't. It won't. But it's every every hour, it changes a little bit. So we're looking at about four o'clock. It looks like it's cleared from four until for the rest of the evening. But from now until about four, three, somewhere around there, they're experiencing flurries the entire time. That ball is going to be hard as a rock. Nobody's going to be, <laughs> I don't want to be playing, but fans, the the Bills, from what I heard, are paying fans, asking fans to come help, paying fans like $20 an hour plus like food and they're just trying to get the stadium clear for tonight's game. Gonna be a rough one. I was just looking at it all, and now I'm trying to remember. I know I said that it wasn't gonna be snowing by game time, but I forgot the temp. Yeah, 17, 16 degrees. Hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. No, thank you. I'm not trying to get in on that. That's that's not going to be fun. So, I mean, it's better, I guess, than Kansas City's game. But, I mean, anything's better than that. That's the coldest game in my lifetime that has ever happened. I mean, it doesn't seem like... It's healthy to be able to have guys playing football in that those temperatures. I mean, we saw Mahomes' helmet on one hit break, almost shatter. Not shatter, but a big chunk snapped off of it because it's so cold. Andy Reid, you see Andy Reid's mustache? Frozen. Frozen. Couldn't do anything about that. But we'll get back to that and the rest of Wild Card Weekend and highlight a little more of the games that we know are going on next week. So far, we only have one solid game in the books. The Packers versus 49ers. I told you guys who I'm who I'm looking to win that. I'm looking at that hot streak that Green Bay started in this playoffs to continue two young quarterbacks. So neither of them have too much experience. They don't, they just, and I don't think that it's going to hurt them, the non-experience, especially in this game. So we'll see how that pans out. And that game will actually be, in San Francisco, 62 degree weather. I mean, that is one huge, huge uh, gift for the San Francisco 49ers. Because I see the San Francisco 49ers leaving to have to go play in a place like Philadelphia. Right now, that's not going to be pretty. 
that's not going to be pretty at all. So stick with us for a second while we take some uh, a short break for station ID and some other news, and we will be right back. You're listening to the Bring It In Show, and I'm Glenn Pierce, as always, WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. You're listening to your radio station, WRUU, which is presented by people just like you, people from your community. The voices you hear are your neighbors, co-workers, and other Savannah residents. Therefore, WRUU is your community radio station. So won't you please help by donating whatever you can afford to help your neighbors stay on the air. Go to WRUU.org and support your local radio station with a monetary contribution of any amount. Again, you can support your local radio station at WRUU.org. Thank you. WRUU 107.5 is a proud community radio station bringing Savannah the best talk shows, music, and entertainment with Global Soul. We here at the station want to thank you, Savannah, for listening, donating, and inviting us to be a part of the community. Because of you, we've been able to engage with the community at events like Juneteenth and Earth Day. We're always appreciative of opportunities like those, and we look forward to seeing more of you, Savannah, in the future. Tune in every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. to Road Trip with Tom here on WRUU, a journey of live music to destinations unknown. That's Road Trip every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. Senior Citizens Incorporated is looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912 912- Nine six four five four one one. And we are back <laughs> during that uh during that break right there. I took the time to uh pull up a uh, a little clip that the Dan Lebetard show has shared and it is a lot it's a mashup of all the sad cowboys fans last year and the only reason why i feel the world takes a little more happiness a little excitement out of cowboys fans um misery at the end of the season well one because it's very entertaining like they i mean it's hard not to watch people smash smash things and it's like they're putting on a performance it's almost performance art at this point because they know one of their friends is going to be filming they know everybody's going to be looking for them it's almost like they're begging it's like these people want to beg to become viral now the videos of just people in a corner crying those 
those that hurts. I don't like to see those, but the ones where people are overly rambunctious and actual, like they're going out of their way and being just breaking things and like crying so much about the Cowboys losing. I mean, it doesn't feel good whenever your team loses, but these are also the guys that are talking so much crap at the beginning of every single season. They they help make you get... They just help uh, make it easier to watch them not be happy so i mean i what really like i said the the crime videos i don't like but the thing that really hurts is when you see a little kid wearing a cowboy's jersey crying and it's like your parents have set you up for a life of playoff misery but yeah there it is there's some some of the videos going out, they're showing people, and this is the thing, like when you're breaking a TV or a phone or something like that, that's your hard-earned money. Why? Why would you do that? That makes no sense to me. You buy a jersey to support a team and then you light it on fire? I can't, I can't, I can't get on board with that. I mean, no matter how mad any of my sports teams make me, <laughs> there's, it's it's not worth it, guys. It's not worth it. Keep that jersey. You're going to want that Parsons jersey next year. You're, you're lighting it on fire. So this week, we started off on Saturday with the Browns versus the Texans. And man, is this, it, it, it had everything that you need. You know, there's a huge trade a couple years ago for a handful of picks. And when I say a handful, it's probably two handfuls of picks for one fifth round pick and a quarterback, I believe is, is what this was. Or maybe that was the uh, Lions, Rams trade which I mean that worked out looks like it's working out for both of them worked out in the short term for the Lions and now the Rams have all those picks that they got from the Lions and all those players and I mean they beat the Rams the Lions have all those picks the Rams have the Super Bowl the Lions have all these amazing explosive young players and I mean it's almost poetic justice that they go up against each other in the first round of this year's playoffs and the Lions are able to beat the Rams to start their climb as a team. And we've known the Lions are good for the past couple of years. I mean, we've just unfortunately watched them lose games by three to one point constantly. Like, right on the edge of good. Like, could potentially beat any team out there, but the kick just doesn't fall. They don't have the ball at the end of the game. That was the Lions the past two years. Now they've 
they've gotten past that little bump in the road. But back to what I was saying with this big trade that happened between the Browns and the Texans. The Texans needed to wash their hands clear of Deshaun Watson. They wanted to get rid of him. He wanted to leave to get a start over to almost massage his career back. And he he goes to the Browns. The Browns do the dumbest thing in the world, and they sign him to a fully guaranteed contract. Like five years, fully guaranteed. More money than than any quarterback has ever gotten fully guaranteed and up there close to one of the top paid quarterbacks. I, I, I think he's still like number three on highest paid quarterbacks, but the other quarterbacks aren't guaranteed their money. The other quarterbacks get cut, get hurt, get traded. They're not getting all that money in that contract. Deshaun Watson's getting every penny no matter what happens. He does not have to play one more game for the Browns. And who knows if he will. I mean, injuries, he's been out of the league for a little while with the legal problems. And then he plays three, maybe four games this year, gets injured. Doesn't He does really well in one, maybe two games. I mean, he hasn't been the best quarterback for the Browns since they've signed him. He probably hasn't even been the best quarterback for the Browns if you add a couple years before. Because unfortunately, the best quarterback for the Browns was the guy walking them into the playoffs this uh, season. Joe Cool Flacco. Yeah, that's right. And we've talked about it before going in there, but... Against this young Texas team that's hungry. And it's almost, I mean, it's the way that these these teams lined up to go up against the teams that gave away their futures for these, for these star quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, like I said, the Rams situation worked out for them. The Brown situation has not worked out for him. And all the passion that the Texas players felt by thinking the entire world, they, the Browns felt like they got over on us. No way. We are the winners of this. Smack the Browns down. The Houston Texans. They're about the same. Except. The quarterback. For the Houston Texans. I mean CJ Stroud. Comes out. He's got to be rookie of the year. There's no doubt. This guy. Is rookie of the year. Three touchdowns. 274 yards. In his first playoff game. He was fighting to be. Rookie of the Year, and to be the MVP of the league this season, 
a couple games out, and then Lamar has his amazing games. And, I mean, I'm still going with Lamar for regular season MVP, obviously, because I'm a Ravens fan. But at the at the end of the day, Lamar's he we know he's the MVP no matter what. And at the end of the day, when we're looking at things, CJ Stroud's done amazing, but Lamar took that next step in the evolution of his quarterback journey to prove to people that Yeah, I mean people will still always call him a running back, but he took that step to prove to people that I'm not a running back. I can I can sling this thing too. So that's where that's where I am. But man, the Browns they got that old that old Baltimore setup one more time. You know, the Browns fans never liked the Ravens because back in like ninety five the Browns moved to Baltimore. Had had one year of the Baltimore Browns before the new stadium and the city picked a new name. Went in with the Edgar Allan Poe feel. Went with the Ravens. Changed everything. Said, hey Cleveland, there's no such thing as the Browns. You take them back. You take back anything Browns related. Wins, trophies, things like that. That's all yours. That's yours. Because... Baltimore had their team taken from them at one point, and they remember how it is. Indianapolis never said, oh, we'll change everything. You guys take the Colts back. So the Ravens tried to, and the Ravens thought they were being a classy organization doing this for the city of Cleveland. That is what the Ravens did. That is what the city of Baltimore did. They didn't want you to get done like they got done. So they gave you your team name. Hey, if there's somebody out there that wants to start another NFL team, boom. If they do it in Cleveland, they can have all this stuff back. Gave them all that. The old... The old okie doke that happened to him this year was the fact that <clears throat> once a Raven, always a Raven. Joe Flacco, he played as he played lights out. He played amazing to get them to where they needed. He played amazing to get a couple bonuses to get some money from the Browns, and then right into the playoffs, he took them right down the field into the inter- interception zone, throwing two interceptions. For two touchdowns. Unfortunately, they're for Texans touchdowns. A Raven making sure the Browns can't get any further in the playoffs. I mean, hey, 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 hey. That's what I saw happen. But no, what I really saw happen was the Texans were executing better than anybody out there and that Browns defense that was so good all year long had their hands full they didn't know what to do they couldn't get to the quarterback zero sacks in a whole game 
32 tackles. I mean, this is a team that lived off their defense. And the defense didn't show up to play. So, that was real rough for them. After that, we went to Kansas City for the coldest game in my lifetime. I don't know how. I don't know how people were out there without sleeves on. I mean, I know why most receivers and maybe defensive backs aren't wearing sleeves because the new Under Armour sleeves and shirts and stuff are made with that moisture-wicking material which kind of pulls the moisture away from you to keep you more comfortable, especially in the summer, but you wear it in the winter and... I mean, it pulls the moisture away from you so that you don't have cold moisture up against your skin. But those sleeves are so slippery that, I mean, a lot of these guys, when they tuck that football, they'd rather have their own natural skin there. So there's no way that the ball can get jostled out of there. I mean, because, you know, once... Once you tuck that ball, guys are coming through swinging fists and trying to get through. Like I said, it was so cold there. Patrick Mahomes, his helmet had a huge chunk that chipped out of it. And, I mean, he continued to play for, I want to say, like two, two plays after that before they made him get off of there. I mean, we knew the cold weather was going to affect these teams. We had a feeling that it was going to affect the Dolphins the most. Tua has never won a football game, I think, below 40 degrees. This is where I needed Kells, because is it time for the Dolphins to move on from Tua? I don't think so. He's done so well. When we're looking at a team that's playing in negative 27 degrees, especially a Miami team that's playing in in a uh, condition like that, I mean, that's that should just tell the Dolphins how important the number one seed is for them going ahead. Get that home game. Get those home games. Because, I mean, you are you have powerhouse running backs, but it was so cold, nobody could get started out there. You get 76 yards on the ground. I mean, it's... I, I, I can't be mad at anybody for this game because, I mean, it was so cold. We had the coach's mustache frozen. We had a chunk of helmet come off. But the thing that the rest of, that the whole NFL needs to keep their eyes on is the fact that Mahomes found Rasheed Rice. Rookie, 
found him eight times for 130 yards and a touchdown. And now that they have him locked up as possibly their new number one receiver, they're not going to have to rely on to, on uh, Tooney. And, I mean, Travis Kelsey's going to be able to get open a little more when now that the receiving cores have to drop back or the the defensive backs are going to have to drop back to make sure that they got everything covered. I mean, Tua and Tyreek Hill have one nice touchdown, but it's just, it's so cold. It's not, it shouldn't be legal. When they're moving games, negative 27 wind chill, I think that's time to move a game. That's not, I mean, I know snow, cold, like what's going on in Buffalo. People like to call it football weather. I, I don't think so. I played football growing up. I know people want always. No. You have to catch a rock, a hard rock in the air with your fingers. The best football weather is the beginning of the season when it's still warm outside and you can show off the best skills that you have. So that my opinion right there. So we got tonight, we got Steelers, Bills, Buffalo looks to be the favorite. It's going to be another cold game. I expect because Flurry's coming down, it's going to be more on the ground, which, you know, any way this game goes, I see it leaning to the Bills. Um, and, I mean, especially with Josh Allen out there, if it's a snowy game, they have to stay on the ground. I see him him making things work with his legs. I mean, he's not always... He's not always making things, but tonight, Josh Allen is going to be chunking yards up. The game is going to feel like it's moving slow because it's going to be run after run after run. And I'm I'm picking uh I'm picking the Bills with that seven. Yeah, yeah, it was. Coach T's coming through. Great NFL weekend. Yeah, it was. Going to be even a better NFL weekend next week when we got the uh, that young Packers team going up against the 49ers. But tonight, that second game, the Eagles versus the Bucks in Tampa Bay, when the Eagles looked throughout the entire season that they were going to be the team they got there last year they didn't end up doing what they wanted and as of late they the eagles have just been dropping and now aj brown out tonight last time they played i believe aj brown was pretty much the main reason why they won so 
going back, see Baker Mayfield his he he's quietly became a pro level quarterback. I mean, he he got laughed around the league and now he pops up in Tampa Bay looking great with numbers that compare I mean, numbers that are almost better than Jalen Hurts in yards thrown and things like that. So I don't know. I'm looking for the Eagles to actually turn around and be the team we know they are. I mean, yeah, like I said, AJ Brown, their their leading receiver isn't there, but it's not like they don't have a great receiving core. So I'm still looking for them to do something huge going up against uh the Bucks. The Bucks stops here. No pirates going further in the playoffs. So let us know. You're listening to the Bring It In Show. I'm Glenn Pierce. As always, you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. I'm just going to come back and let you guys know that it's been awesome being here for the past three weeks. Uh, Starting back next week, most likely, the show is going to go into a new format. And we're still going to bring you all the best sports stories from the week. Uh, But we've... We're getting busy again, and we necessarily won't be able to get into the studio on Mondays. So, we will be around. Hit us up on all our social medias to let us know what you want to talk about, what you're thinking about the sports world. And, uh, yeah, we had the uh, Stanley Cup. I know you guys know I'm not the biggest hockey guy. I don't know all about hockey, but the Ghost Pirates are the affiliate to the Vegas Knights. And since they won the Stanley Cup, it's been going on tour. And it was in Savannah yesterday. I didn't know until afterwards, or else I would have gone and gotten a picture of me drinking some beers out of it, because that's what you do, right? Or maybe only if you win that's what you do. So keep your eye keep your ear out for us on 107.5 WRUU. We'll be getting you all that great info that I was talking about. And you won't even notice that a quarter of the show is pre-recorded. So it'll it'll all work out just fine. So we're we're back. I'm trying to see has anything happened since the show started? Any new breaking news going on because we know how the coaching carousel is working right now. Everybody wants to talk to these guys that have these winning teams. Woo, Dolphins on the longest playoff drought. 24 years since the Dolphins have won a playoff game. And it just got shut down big. Cowboys, yeah, we're looking at that as 
possible Bill Belichick landing zone. Washington, uh, you know, Kalen DeBoer, like I said earlier today, went to Alabama. So now Jed Fish from Arizona. They're Arizona's, uh, the Wildcats head coach is moving to Washington to take that head coaching job. And uh, we could possibly see Draymond Green playing tonight. So keep your eyes out for that. Steelers game, Steelers-Bills game, they're throwing out more and more updates, and they are confirming that it will not be moved again. They have everybody out there. And, yeah. Oh, it's something for the Ravens fans out there listening. Something cool that I read this morning when Odell Beckham was going through the offseason this year. He was planning on going to the New York Jets. He left the Big Apple. He was planning on going back there. They had a lot of things going for him great defense they played it like it was going to be a blessing for him to go there for him not for them they already had a number one receiver so he's gonna kind of play a veteran role Aaron Rodgers set up to be their quarterback but he before he went to New York he went to the Ravens and talked to them and the Ravens said well what do we have to do to get you here or what do we have to do so you don't go talk to the Jets they said because if you go talk to the Jets the offer we're offering you we're going to take it off the table so he thought about it and he wound up even though his gut everything was telling him to go back to New York he said that ultimatum he was like you know, these guys really want me. They want me that bad. And that's where I'm going. And now he's glad they went there because, I mean, as you've heard a couple of weeks ago, he said this is the best team he has ever played on, been a part of. So, and hey, we're glad he's there too because, you know, Zay Flowers as a rookie with Beckham in his ear, and Beckham not being, it's nothing like when Beckham and Baker were playing together. He's a veteran. He's talking to these young receivers, and these young receivers are eating up every word he's saying. And that's just, uh, that's where the Ravens are and how how they're doing. So I want to thank everybody for listening to the Bring It In show. You know, Monday mornings, 11 to 12, WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. Hit us up on our social media. Let us know what's going on. 912-712-5077. Let us know how everything's going. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening. Remember, we're here every Monday, 11 a.m. to 12 o'clock noon. And always stay tuned to 107.5. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, Community Radio with Global Soul. Say that one more time. The viewpoints expressed in the preceding program were not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. Come check out the Bring It In show next week. Next week. Come check out the Bring It In show next week. Next week. Oh, yeah. Come check out the Bring It In show next week. Next week.